Hi guys, welcome to The Church Split. My name is Will, and you guys know what we do here. We help you escape your echo chamber and learn to think biblically, which means you have to sometimes get out of your echo chamber and challenge the status quo. And that is uh, kind of what brings me full circle already to the topic at hand. But first, don't forget to like and subscribe. And of course, as you guys know, The Church Split is part of the RFP Network, the Recovering Fundamentalist Podcast Network, RFP Network for short. And if you guys want to know who's all part of that network, you can go to RFP Network work.org and you can see all the other podcasts that talk about similar topics as us. Um, granted, I think we tend to be the edgy ones and everyone else, there's there's a lot of funny ones, there's a lot of clever ones, there's a lot of Bible ones, and so you might really, really learn something there instead of always coming here. So if you found us on YouTube a long time ago and you have no idea who the RFP is, go check that out. We are part of that network, and we're very proud to call all of them there at RFP Network our friends. So, uh, which brings me to today's topic. You know, like and subscribe, all the internet stuff, but that's not the focus. What I want to talk to you guys about today is something that happened. So there I was um, all day, you know, I went to work, then I came back home and I was, pra- I was practicing violin and doing other things, preparing for our Good Friday service tonight, where we focus, of course, on Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross. Yeshua HaMashiach dying for you and for me as a ransom for our sins. And, you know, it's a, it's a somber day when, you, when you're reflecting on it, and it's something that you just, you really just kind of want to absorb as much as possible. And it's a little chaotic. We have a newborn and all that, but we went to church and you know, what's even crazier is our poor, our poor worship director, he, he arranged this entire service just for it all to fall apart because he ended up getting exposed to COVID. So he had to stay home calling a friend and his friend had to run the service and it actually went pretty well. And I was just genuinely impressed. So it was really cool. I made new friends tonight, but the thing is what happened today is I got back and my sister was texting me and being like, oh my goodness, why aren't you approving my post in the church split? Don't you know what's happened? And I'm like, no, I was focusing on God today. Well, guys, that's where this comes in. So many guys know I was a student at Crown College of the Bible in Powell, Tennessee, and I was raised in the IFB. And I don't have I'm not bitter at the IFB, except for when things are are deserving of some righteous anger. And that's not bitterness. That's just saying that things are wrong. And it's okay to say things are wrong. It's okay to be angry. But we are told to be angry and sin not. And I have fallen short about that in my past, especially when I was at Crown. I started, I, I was a hair trigger at that point in my IFB cage stage getting out of it. And uh, more and more I was there, the more and more I challenged things biblically, and the more and more I irritated people. But today, uh, you know, usually I look back at my time at Crown and go, I really disagree with those people. Um, I lost respect for a lot of people there, but I also, you know, have a lot of respect for a lot of people there. And it's, you know, again, just like anything, it's not black and white as far as like an entire swath of people. There's good people, there's bad people. So I want to preface this with that. I want you to know there are some people I greatly respect that I associated with back then and would love to still associate with. And I consider myself still associated with some. But then there's others there that, you know, uh, over time I grew sick of the hypocrisy and things that were happening. So with that being said, I want to show you a clip. 
See, the thing is, is that Pastor Sexton there at Crown College is usually pretty good at decorum. He's usually pretty good at saying things in a way that doesn't really expose the IFB nature. In fact, when we had Eric Swarzynski on, or was that, when I was on actually on with uh, Preacher Boys with Eric Swarzynski, he um, he had mentioned that he has a, he had a hard time gauging with Crown because Crown is a lot better at kind of keeping things hush-hush. In fact, when this came out, also uh, uh, someone messaged me and said, yeah, now that uh, Crown and Temple is in the fight, things are going to get a lot slimier and a lot more backbitey because the you know the decorum it's they're they're a lot less brash and a lot less in your face and a little bit more political and a little bit more conniving so which made today's event a little surprising for me as an ex crown student i know what a lot of the opinions are there but a lot of them aren't preached behind the pulpit for the sake of decorum for the sake of appearances and to make sure that and i used to actually honestly think it was uh, even though pastor sexton had certain opinions he wasn't going to major on that when he preached i used to have that uh, that thought then over time i guess you could say i became more suspicious so others would say i became more cynical uh maybe both are correct but there's this clip and I haven't, you have to forgive me, I have it on my phone. I don't even have notes for this. I'm literally shooting this at midnight after we got back from Good Friday. So um, <laughs> I'm shooting this randomly off the cuff. Here is the clip. Young couple came to places where I was preaching. They were singers. And by the third meeting, they were from another place. By the third meeting, I said to them, why are you singing the same songs all the time? These are our best songs. These are songs people want to hear. I noticed she didn't carry a Bible. She just used his Bible. And I said to them, something's not right with you. I first want to comment on this. You seeing somebody share a Bible, there's nothing wrong with sharing a Bible. Couples share their Bibles all the time. Sometimes the Bible gets left at home. Sometimes it's easier, if you have kids even, to just bring one Bible because you're carrying a bunch of other things. So this is instantly, you know, him instantly being suspicious and judgmental of that is kind of pathetic, if that's what you're looking for. If you're just looking for the fact that a couple shares a Bible, at least they have a Bible, okay? And the other thing is, why do you sing these songs all the time? Well, they're our best songs, they're everyone's favorites. There's nothing wrong if you are a travel group, uh, just like evangelists. Most evangelists preach the same few messages at every church. Why? Because even though it's not new to them, it's new to the people who are hearing it. So again, this is a silly thing to bring up, and it's a silly, arbitrary thing to pinpoint. But notice what he says here, that he puts his nose into their business. I stuck my nose in their business. They were not much younger than me, but I said, if you sing the same songs and hop from church to church, you'll get by with it because the people haven't heard you. But what's happening to you? You're not growing. You're not developing. And he admits it right there. And as if learning a new song is somehow going to make you grow as a Christian. Learning new songs don't, doesn't make you grow as a Christian. It's complete. It's, it's completely ridiculous. And this, is, this kind of goes into the IFB, but especially Crown. Crown has a very high church feel, and they believe that oh, they spiritualize a lot of things that shouldn't be spiritualized. Like, if you don't do XYZ, you're not spiritual enough. If you don't do XYZ, you're not growing. I mean, what they will tell you, if you don't have the money to go to Crown, they say, come here anyway, the Lord will provide. And then if you're there and you're still struggling, they'll say, well, just keep trusting the Lord. And then if you're like, okay, I need to take some time off to save up for money, they will literally tell you that you don't have enough faith. This has happened to my, myself and many other friends that I don't have enough faith in God just because I need to save up money, as if God hasn't also told me to be a good steward, to be wise, and to be patient and long-suffering. 
But what it really comes down to is a fact of control and to find a way to keep cashing in on that money. Or in this instance, to keep flexing your talents and somehow flexing your talents means that somehow you're being more spiritual. It's just absolutely absurd. You're not learning anything new. You're not digging any deeper. What kind of shallow person do you want to become? I don't think they took it very well. I really don't. Can't imagine why. You just call them shallow for maybe not learning new songs when they travel. How is that making them a shallow person? As if their person is only their music. As if their personality and their spirituality and their understanding of God's word is only through that. But I did ask about them later and I'm so sorry. Their marriage didn't make it. Neither of them now in the ministry. They're probably among the God haters who tried some brand of it. And now this is where it gets nasty. I'm going to rewind this a little. Because notice how he calls, he says that he brings up the fact that they have a failed marriage, almost as a bragging thing. Like, yep, I'm so sorry. Their marriage didn't last. So you're, you're bringing in their music thing and the fact that they share a Bible and their music talent. And then you're like, ooh, and they have a failed marriage. Almost like you're attributing these things to that. Not only that, but then you have the audacity to say, start calling people God-haters. And I want you, listener, to notice who he calls God-haters. And remember, he's drawing a parallel here. He's first talking about these people who don't, you know, read the Bible, don't, they don't have their own Bible, don't learn new songs. God-haters, now who does he connect this with? the God-haters who tried some brand of it that didn't work. They're everywhere. They're all over the Internet. They want to be, uh, what do they call it? At first you're thinking God-haters all over the Internet. Yeah, probably YouTube atheists, you know, probably like rationality rules. Uh, you know, there's the cosmic skeptic. Yeah, those got, you know, got to be the God-haters, the atheists, right? You know, but that's not what he says. He asks the question, what do they call it? And the answer is... What do they call it? Recovering from fundamentalism or something. They're everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, well, you were just stupid to begin with. Now he has brought in the recovering fundamentalists, which, is, which are friends of mine uh, who are part of the very network that I'm a part of. And none of us have ever said anything that says that we are God-haters. Again... Slander continues to flow from the IFB with me and with my friends and with other people. We disagree about your practice. We do not disagree about your fundamentals. Get it right. Stop slandering. If you actually want to engage in the realm of ideas and intellect and theology, maybe you should get behind, uh, get out from behind your wooden pulpit and your little echo chamber and actually step out into the real world like the rest of us and actually start learning to engage in debate and then stop slandering and name-calling people just because you disagree with them. Stop calling them God-haters. That is abhorrent to me. I love God. In fact, I spend most of my day thinking about God, reading scripture, studying, defending Scripture, defending God, everyone who knows me knows I defend God all the time. I'm constantly debating, evangelizing, and discussing with people the inerrancy of Scripture and the existence of God. I study apologetics regularly, I study the early church, and I study history. In fact, I'm such a God-hater, I have 
three Bibles right here. One's a notebook Bible. One's a, uh, and by the way, the middle one is a KJV for all you KJV only people. This one right here is a chronological Bible, and then I have an apologetics Bible. Now you come over here, I have defending the resurrection, I have hermeneutics, I have New Testament theology, I have the Septuagint with the Apocrypha in the King James. This was, by the way, originally, it would have been originally in the King James, fun fact for you. Um, and then I also have Against Heresies by St. Irenaeus, who is an early church father, probably one of the last people to hear on the Apostle Paul preach as he responded to pagans and Gnostics. I'm such a God-hater that these things uh, and a whole bunch of others over there consume my life. But instead of actually engaging us, and instead of actually doing something that would, you know, maybe build a bridge or maybe learn something, no, we'd rather sling mud and act tough behind a pulpit and say all sorts of slanderous things. You know, people can say what they want about Nathan Rager for it, but you know what? Nathan Rager at least came on and he'll discuss things. Now, it, you know, is, it, is he bad at it? Sure. Is, is it bombastic and obnoxious? Sure. Is it also, you know, intellectually wrong and historically wrong, some of the claims that are made? Absolutely. Some people might not like Tommy McMurtry, but you know what? Tommy at least had me on and had a conversation with me. But these sort of things happen constantly, I see, from the IFB. They'll slander people that they've never talked to, and to be fair, Pastor Saxon has spoken with me back when I was a student. It was a very short conversation, and I doubt he'd remember it because I'm one of many faces there. I'm honestly not saying that as a slight against him. I'm just saying that when you have 3,000 people in a room, you're going to have a really hard time remembering that singular student. Anyway, calling us God-haters is absolutely unacceptable. But right when you think it can't get any sillier, it does. And if there's such a word, you're stupider now. Oh, yeah. And calling, uh, calling them stupid. The RFP guys are far from stupid. Nathan Cravat is very intelligent. So is Brian Edwards. And so is JC, even though JC gets a lot of crap from people, mainly because <laughs> JC, uh, he's a spirit animal of mine where he just he says what comes to his mind and then just laughs. That's literally my like my natural go-to as well. So JC, I love it. Uh, keep it up. But also, uh, they're all three very intelligent people, extremely intelligent people. And uh, I actually love the fact that JC used to get all the heat, and then Brian as well, and then suddenly, and Nathan was always a nice guy. Now recently, everyone's getting mad at Nathan. Oh, it's so funny. It's what happens when you stir the pot. Keep it up, RFP. Keep it up. I'm loving every second of it. But the thing is, is guys. Calling them st everyone stupid whom you disagree with is stupid because just because someone disagrees with you does not mean that they're unintelligent and does not mean that they don't know what they're talking about. They might just have found a different justification for their belief or they may have just landed in a different area. That does not make someone stupid. What makes it stupid is making the claim that it's stupid just because someone disagrees. It's idiotic. A lot of people disagree with me and I'm okay with that and I don't think they're all stupid. I can think someone's wrong without just saying that. But he, he says that, you know, you basically keep getting stupider and stupider, essentially, in this. And uh, they mark themselves up, cover their faces and whiskers and lots of things like that. Evidently ashamed of who they are. Then he says they cover themselves in whiskers and marks. I can't help but find this extremely ironic. And then he says that they must be ashamed of who they are. 
because I have a beard, and I had a much more glorious beard not that long ago. Many of you guys want me to bring it back, but just saying, I got tired of waking up with my mustache in my mouth, so it was time to trim it. It will return, probably when masks leave, because I'm tired of wearing a mask with a giant beard, but when you're saying we're ashamed of how we look, why? Because I wear a beard. It's not even wearing a beard. It's I grow a beard. You know why? Because God made me a man who grows hair. That's what a man is. You'd think that these people who we know are very much believing in only two genders, and I'm with them on that, uh, would actually encourage beards because it, incur- it is a masculine thing. And you know who else had a beard? Who had whiskers, so to speak? Jesus. Moses. Probably every prophet and character that was male in the Bible that was on God's side at all. Probably the people who didn't are people more like Pharaoh, where the Egyptians shaved everything because they thought hair was gross. But in Leviticus, you have a statement of saying, and other areas were not to shave your beard. And then he says, and they mark themselves. You know, he's probably referring to tattoos. Eh, your boy has one. Actually, has three. <laughs> but the thing is, is okay, so. They mark themselves up. All right, well, again, if you're going to quote the... Show me a verse besides Leviticus that says that's a, that it's wrong. And then if you pull that verse from Leviticus, I expect you to start following the rest of Leviticus. Please, by all means. At least then I won't be able to call you a hypocrite. But in this case, I know that you don't follow Leviticus. And I know most Christians don't. And I'm not saying that everyone needs to start following temple you know, ritual worship. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying that if you're going to start pulling from Leviticus, you better start applying for, applying it. Saying that we're ashamed of who we are. Okay, well, I also remember at Crown, women were encouraged to wear makeup. Oddly enough, women wearing makeup, isn't that not them marking themselves up? Thank you, Melinda, by the way, for giving me that idea. That was my sister's. She was like, isn't that just as silly? I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. In fact, wearing a suit, suits pad your shoulders, make them look broader, make your chest look wider, make you look more masculine. You must be ashamed of how you look. See how stupid and arbitrary this can get? I could go all day with you guys on, on this. Your, your appearance focus and your appearance obsession is probably one of the most pathetic things in the IFB and why the IFB is going to slowly crumble over the, over the next few decades. And it's just because of this very behavior, which is sad because they believe in the fundamentals. And the whole point of the Independent Fundamental Baptist when it first started was to be united on the fundamentals. And now you guys have become divisive over the tertiary issues. Continue. But there's no forthrightness in them. There's no forthrightness in them. I don't know. Uh, Eric Swarzynski at Preacher Boys, he's not part of the RFP network. He's his own independent thing, but I know he's considered one of them by these group, this group. Pretty forthright. Also, RFP guys, they're pretty straightforward and forthright. In fact, uh, in Vegas... <laughs> Things got seriously hot at that at Idea Day. Oh, my word. Nathan Cravat, that's going to go down. It's still one of the best mic drops of all time. Uh, that was, <laughs> I, enjoy, I thoroughly enjoyed that episode. Um, anyway, so the thing is, is that when you say there's no forthrightness, oh, no, no, we're forthright. You just don't like what we're saying. And then you accuse us, accuse us all the time of deception. That's not what's happening. We disagree. And if you ever want to, you're more than welcome to jump out and jump out here and debate with the rest of us on all these different theological issues without character attacks, without calling each other stupid, and without all the mudslinging. You know, we could easily start saying, oh, all the, you know, in fact, 
uh, Crown College had interracial dating rules. Before you could date someone of the op- of a different ethnicity, you had to get written permission from your parents and your pastor. I was just uh, sifting through what rule book I had from 2018. I couldn't find it uh, before this, and I just forgot to shoot it. Many people know it's true. You can look it up. I am, do not lie on that. They had interracial dating rules. And you know what? And you're over here calling people God-haters when you're out hating the Imago die. You are hating the whole idea of being created in the image of God by having, by having and encouraging racist rules. And you want to sit there and lecture me about morality and decency and hating God when you are dividing his own creation. It's no wonder why so many people come out of the IFB with so many stinking issues, why I had so many stinking issues too. It's just, it's unbelievable. Their message, their message today is uh, don't get flubbed up like us. And all you flubbed up people, you come and we'll all flub up together now. It's how ridiculous. God wants you to bear fruit. And there's no way around it but to abide. And that is yielding. Get flubbed up like us. I don't even know what that means. I have no idea what he's talking about there. Um, I, I Seriously, I'm over here like, what sort of gibberish is that? But it's true God wants us to show fruit. And there is no way around that. But unfortunately, Sexton did not show good fruit here. In fact, he showed uh, an arrogant spirit against people whom he, and then an ignorant spirit of him not knowing these people or what they even talk about. He didn't even know the name, and he was going to slander them. He didn't even know the name of the Recovering Fundamentalist podcast. He has no idea who he's talking about. He has no idea what he's talking about. But he knows the fact that he should slander them, call them stupid and God-haters. I have heard J.C. preach. That man does not hate God. He's on fire for God. And he touches the hearts of many youth and many people in his ministry. I've heard Nathan Cravat speak, and it's fantastic. It's articulate. It's theologically accurate. And then I listen to Brian Edwards, and I just consider Brian Edwards like that loving grandfather. Like he he speaks with warmth and love with the dad jokes, and he, but you know what? He speaks the truth of Jesus Christ and the gospel. So how dare you go after people you know nothing about? You don't know anything about their ministry, yet you have the gall to call them God haters. Yeah, I'm a little bit more intense tonight, guys. I know I'm the cheery guy, but I'm sorry. It is past midnight right now, and you are slandering friends of mine, and this was supposed to be during a time where we are reflecting on the death, burial, resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and instead, he'd rather take this week and slander people. And you know what the greatest irony is? Is that that video got taken down off their Facebook feed because I think they... Now, this is all insinuation, but they don't take stuff down like that. So I'm assuming it's because they got a lot of uh, kickback against this. People were probably pointing out the error, as I am doing here. And I've been told by people before that uh, I know my name is still spoken about at Crown from time to time. And that they say it's because I'm always bashing Crown at every opportunity. And it's not because I hate Crown. I do not hate Temple Baptist Church. 
I learned a lot of amazing things there. That's where I learned how to be complete, go from decent at sign language to fluent in sign language. Um, I learned a lot of great things there. I had many great teachers and I had many not so great teachers. But the thing is, is I don't go after Crown just because, oh, I don't like Crown. I go there because I was associated with it. I've been part of it. I know it thoroughly. I've seen it. I've experienced it. And I know what goes on behind the scenes there. I have seen the dean of students use you know, his position to intimidate students. And I've also been one to fight against uh, such bullying and authoritarianism. And uh, yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. And you know why? It's because I know Crown could be better. That appearance that they're going for, that pish posh, high church, perfect decorum look, could actually be true. You know, they could actually have their crap together. <laughs> but instead, what they would rather do is, you know, act one way by being very authoritarian uh, behind the scenes. And then behavior like this only pushes people away from Christ and confirms to people why they left the IFB. And also such statements make people consider leaving the IFB. It's funny because we don't even need to expose them. We really don't. We don't need to expose these people because they expose themselves. And when they expose themselves, it creates more defectors. So the point of this isn't necessary for me to, to attack Pastor Sexton. My point is to say that I heard this. We hear you. We disagree with you. And if you are a person who is under that sort of preaching, under that sort of teaching, and it's starting to rub against you the wrong way, good. It should. And I would encourage you to leave and find a Bible-based church, one that does not major on the minors, and one that focuses on the truth of Jesus Christ and the healing power of his grace. That's what I'm going to encourage you to do. Do not, and a lot of people are like, well, I'm going to stay in the IFB and try to make this work. A friend of mine just tried to do this, and he was asked to leave his church because he had a different hairstyle, and they don't know if he's a wolf or a sheep. That's what they told him. My friend was kicked out of a church, and he only wanted to work in unity because he's like, well, they believe the fundamental same as me. Guys, the IFB is not willing to work in unity with you. If you are wanting and you're honestly really thinking that you might be in the wrong place or that this sort of behavior is wrong, you are right. Follow the leading of that Holy Spirit. Pick up your Bible. Read what it really says about these issues that they fight over. And then perhaps find a church. Step out of your comfort zone. Go to a church that you've never gone to before, a type of church you've never gone to before. Maybe that hipster church down the road that you thought was a bad church. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a great place of fellowship and Bible teaching. Just saying, you don't know what you're going to find. But I will say this, this sort of behavior is unacceptable. And if ever these people want to stop throwing mud at people while knowing nothing about them and actually step into the world of ideas, we will gladly welcome such discussion. And especially here on the church split where we're all about escaping echo chambers. I don't live in an echo chamber, guys, and neither should you. And we will do much better when we actually remember that. So anyway... Thank you guys for listening to my ramblings. I appreciate it. Um, so anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I, like I said, I'm going notes free. I'm just going by off the top of my head of what was sticking out of my brain on this. A lot of people know uh, this was the talk of the day, apparently, and I was way behind on the news. But like I said, um, this 
I'm apparently a God hater, but this God hater was trying to focus on uh, supporting his family at work and then worshiping God and what he did for us uh, (laughs) this evening. So anyway, thank you all for tuning in to The Church Split. We have a lot of other content coming to you soon. I have an episode coming soon on Genesis. I know I mentioned that forever ago. Brian's been making fun of me for not getting that out yet, but... uh, There's a lot of things that keep coming up like this that make me go, I have to address that right now, and my time's limited, so i got to address what's current, and then eventually I'll get to my passion projects. But anyhow, guys, thank you for watching or listening. You all take care. God bless, and we'll see you all soon.